class, the, uh, the blanks are filled in, and I began teaching this matter of the secrets of successful families, and this first lesson that we got into was on having the right priorities in our lives as, as homes, as families, as couples, and you know, God is a God of order, and God wants there to be structure in our home, and I think when we get that structure out of order, uh, that's when we experience problems and difficulties in our homes. Uh, some of you, and I'm not talking per se about your family, but how many of you do realize that nowadays it seems like children are almost running the home, right? And uh, it's, it's really sad how things have changed, uh, how parents just give in to every little whim that a, that a child has. And, uh, you know, children are children. Uh, they need parental authority in their lives. Now, the, the, the thing about it is they don't know they need it. You understand that? Uh, I know that when I was a kid, I didn't always appreciate everything my mom and dad did in my life. But looking back, I'm glad my mom and dad were what they needed to be in my life, and that was a parent. And we all need that kind of instruction in our lives. And so what I've been talking about, we, we spent uh, some time a couple weeks ago, was talking about the family and how the family is the most essential and it's the most noble of all human institutions. I love families. How many of you like spending time with families, getting to know families, you know? Uh, look, don't, that, don't let that be said of you here at our church when you see somebody that you don't take the time to go over and meet them and talk to them and get to know them. Some of, our, some of you, I've seen you do this. You'll ask somebody, hey, you want to go to lunch? Uh, you might look around today and, and see somebody that you don't know and say, hey, you want to go get some lunch after church today? Uh, we find out so much stuff about people when we spend time with them. And, and it's important for us as a church family to know who everybody is here at our church and to make them feel welcome. Now, the one thing that I discussed with our class is that certainly the home, the family, is under attack. How many of you would agree with that? The devil's always fighting, right? And, and I, I see this, how homes are under attack. Uh, Satan views uh, families that are hurting, families that are dysfunctional as trophies. It's almost like he takes that family and puts it up on his trophy shelf. I got another one. This family is in disarray. There's another one. The devil loves it when homes are a mess, when they're dysfunctional. But when I look at the Word of God, I find that God has a standard for the home. God's given us his word. And, uh, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes uh, early on and, and probably even this morning. But I, I, made, I made a lot of mistakes over the years. But the one thing that it, where I've gone right in my life is where I followed the word of God on how my home should be. And I hope you're doing that. I hope you're letting the word of God guide you. Family success has nothing to do with luck. It, does, it has nothing to do with faith. Family success has everything to do with obedience and submission to God and his eternal truths. That's what we have to see. And so as, as we think about this this morning, the Bible says, and you have it there in your outline, Matthew 6, 33. Let's read that verse together. Everybody see that? Here we go. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Yeah. 
So who should be first? God. You know, a lot of times we get worried and anxious about, like a Martha, about everything else. And that doesn't mean that those things don't need to be taken care of. But the Bible says, seek ye first. Look at, look at Matthew 22 there. And as you look at these verses here, or excuse me, Matthew 6, verse 36. The Bible says there, Master... Oh, it's not on yours? Okay, I'm sorry. It was on the original. Uh, Matthew 6, 36. Oh, the reference is incorrect. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. It, it's the same. It's it's right, but it's it's Matthew twenty two, thirty six. Sorry about that. Thirty six through thirty nine. Keep me straight. All right. So look at these verses. The Bible says, "Master, which is the great commandment in the law?" Jesus said unto him, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what, and with what, and with what." Now, you look at those three areas, because it says this is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So what God is showing us here is he's painting a picture of priorities that we ought to have in our lives. So when we got together a couple weeks ago, we began to talk about those priorities. Notice number one here, that priorities, and this is why they're important, because priorities demonstrate our value system. How many of you know when you go into business places, businesses have values, right? They, they, a lot of times they'll, you'll see it posted on the wall. I've seen it in Lowe's and Home Depot. I've seen it in McDonald's and other restaurants where they actually post those. And, and what they're saying is we value our customers. We use the best meat possible. Uh, these potatoes are real potatoes. Uh, so they have, they have a value system. And, and look, it's a good thing for a home to have a value system, right? So when you think about these value systems, notice there in your notes that our priorities, they do demonstrate what our values are. Notice our first priority is what? It's God. Here, here's the simple question. Do you value God? Now, the, you, right, right away, if you're like most Christians, you say, well, sure I do. But when you, when you think about this, he says that you are to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. Do you love God with all? Because a lot of times we say we do, but it's not all. We reserve part back. So our value system, do we, do we value God? Is he our first priority? Look, when, when you think about this, a person who gives God priority, what are they doing? They're valuing God. Notice, secondly, after God, what's our next priority? What's it say there? Your spouse. If you're here this morning, whether your spouse is here with you or they're not able to be here today, then listen, God comes first. I understood a long time ago that God, God was the one that saved me. God was the one that changed my life. Watch this. And God was the one that gave me joy. See, she's a gift from God. But when I put my wife in front of God, guess what I just did? What did I do? 
I changed the priorities in my life, didn't I? Because the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now watch this. I love my wife. I'm thankful for my wife. But my wife does not come before God. Now that sounds strange to some people. But the reality is, without God, I wouldn't have a wife. And, and we've got to make sure that our priorities, you know, we know what the Bible says here, how the first commandment in the Bible in marriage is that a, a father, he should leave his father and mother and be joined together and become one flesh. A marriage relationship is the most important earthly relationship that we have. It's only second behind our relationship with the Lord. Watch this. Look here. If I work on my marriage relationship, but I don't work on my relationship with God, my life's not going to be in sync. But if I work on my relationship with God, guess what's going to happen? My marriage will be what it ought to be. Is that making sense? This ought to be ringing a bell. See, a lot of times people want to, they want to go get counseling and there's nothing wrong with that. They want to, they want to read books on marriage and there's nothing wrong with that. But many times, instead of reading our Bibles and spending time with the Lord in prayer, we're doing those things, and really the most important thing is God. The second priority in our life is our spouse. And then notice letter C, after God and after your spouse is what's your third priority? Your children. Now, I know sometimes children do things, and we're like, oh, that kid, can't believe he did that. Can I tell you, don't ever forget that you were a kid once. I know you, you might be perfect and you expect your kids to be perfect, but children make mistakes. And by the way, they are our offspring. Isn't it amazing how you see so much of yourself in your children? Right? Anybody else like that? <laughs> you know, and, and what's really interesting is when you have a child <clears throat> that is a blend of you and your spouse. That's always interesting. And, and as, as, as your children get older, it, it becomes quite comical at times, some of the things that happen, but children are an heritage of the Lord. They're God's gift to us. They are a major priority. Look, we would all agree in principle that we value our children, but listen, can, can I ask you, that when, when you have, now some of us might be like my wife and myself, our, your children might be grown, but do you spend time with your kids? You know, I, I find that sometimes as a parent, it's a challenge. But I'll tell you this, I'm glad for the time that I did spend with my children as they were growing up because the thing is, now they're grown. They have lives of their own. They have spouses. They have children. <clears throat> you know, I can't, I can't go back to that. And so the priorities in our, in our life, these priorities demonstrate our value system and the Bible says, look at Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So, so when you think about those priorities, God, your spouse, your children, are your priorities out of whack? Are they the, in the order that God wants them to be? Notice secondly, the right priorities, watch this, they also promote the health and growth of the most important things in our lives. They promote health, they promote growth, having the right priorities. When my priorities are right, the areas that I value are going to get better. Again, look at this verse, Matthew 6, 21. 
Where your treasure is, what's the rest of the verse say? Yeah, where your treasure is. So when you look at this verse and you apply it to the home, our real focus is going to be wherever we deposit our treasure. Okay? Time, time with mom, time with dad. And, and we have to understand that it says here where your treasure is. So wherever you put your time, wherever you're putting your energy, your focus, uh, even go as far as your money, wherever you're putting it, that's where your priority is. And, and when you think about this, if God isn't on your radar, listen, if God isn't on your radar and you're not giving God time, you're not giving God your energy, you're not giving God even your financial resources, then is God a priority in your life? If your spouse isn't on your radar, then what is that saying to them? When you, when you get your priorities right, what's going to happen is you, the health and growth, those are going to be most important things in your life, is you're going to benefit from those. You know, you're going to grow as a Christian. You're going to be healthy as a Christian. A lot of Christians are very anemic because the priorities in their life are not what they ought to be. Nobody can do it all, but we are all going to have to make some choices. And the choices that we make are determined, listen, the choices we make are determined by our priorities. So when you, when you look at this, I've given you some, some you know, biblical priorities in our lives. Now, I will tell you, listen to me, there are other things besides this list, and, and I would call those, if I had to categorize them, maybe secondary priorities. That doesn't mean they're bad things. But I know over the years that my wife and I, we've had to maybe uh, give up on some secondary priorities because, watch, nobody can do it all. Brother Kenny texted me the other day, and he says, Pastor, do you need anything? And I said, Yes. I said, I need more than 24 hours in a day. <laughs> you know, turn back the, the dial. Give me more time. There's never enough time to get everything done. Have you figured that out? Yeah. You know, and, and, and so what, say, pastor, how do I solve that problem? Priorities. See, what we all have things in our lives, and what, what all these things do is they take our time. So when you feel overwhelmed, what you need to do is sit down and say, okay, what are my priorities? What, what, what am I involved in? And then you have to come to the realization, I can't do all this. Because guess what? All those things you're doing are going to take your time away from God. All those things you're doing are going to take your time away from your spouse. All those things you're doing, they're going to take your time away from your children. Everybody with me this morning? We're just talking, this is just basic understanding, basic Bible. And so when you think about the right priorities, look at, look at some of these here I've given you. Again, we've already mentioned God should be first, then your spouse, if you're, if you're married, then children, all right? Now notice the fourth one, what does it say? Ministry. Now, 
Look, I, I, I realize I'm in the full-time ministry, but notice here, this is dealing with maybe some spiritual giftedness that God has given to you. If you study the Bible, here's what you find is that when we get saved, there are spiritual gifts, pneumatikos, that the Holy Spirit of God gives to each one of us. Every believer receives spiritual gifts. And what God wants us to do is He gives us those spiritual gifts to use for Him for the edifying of the body, to build up the body of Christ. How many of you, and I've talked about this in the past, but it's been a while, how many of you know what your spiritual gift is? Anybody? Okay, so there's maybe not even half, maybe I need to do that again, but how many of you think it would be important or, or say, Pastor, I'd like to know what my spiritual gift is? I think it'd be a good thing. You know why? Because as we know what God has given to us by His Spirit, then we can use that. And the Bible lists them in, in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 12 and Romans chapter number 12. You find them listed. Now, there is a, don't, don't confuse what you also find in the Bible as what I would call temporary sign gifts. Those are different than the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us. Those temporary sign gifts that are mentioned in the Bible, those were given to the apostles uh, before the establishment of what we now have as the church and so on. So understand that those deal with uh, things like speaking in tongues and, and other things. Those are totally different than the spiritual gifts. But when you think about this matter of ministry, all of us, and that's why I love the church, every last one of us should be involved in ministry. Every one of us. Now, one of the gifts, I, you've heard me talk about this before, one of the spiritual gifts is the gift of mercy. How many of you think about this? How many of you think that maybe God has given you the spiritual gift of mercy? You're merciful. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Yeah, not many. That's probably the one that most people, I know that I'm deficient in that area. But you know what happens whenever I study the spiritual gifts? You know what, what I find for myself as a believer? Is it helps me understand where God has gifted me, but it also shows me areas of my life I need to work on. My wife has told me, and I'm, this is her saying it, not me, is she's like, you've gotten better in those areas than you used to be. Man, I used to just let my kids have it. You know, I used to... I mean, I just, I ruled the, and some of you are looking at me like, you still do, Pastor. I'm sorry. That's just, I'm working. I told you I'm working on it. You know, I had, I had a lady, every one of you, if I said to Brother Osvaldo after church, hey, listen, can I see you in my office? What do you all think? And, and I went in to talk to this lady yesterday, and she did the same thing. I said, isn't that funny? I don't know if it's me or just the office. I don't know what it is, but she's like, I feel like I'm in the principal's room. You know, and we just went in there to talk. That's right. That's right. You know why, Barb? Because you're guilty. <laughs> but you know what? We all are. <laughs> well, that's why you go to pastor's office, so he can tell you. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But, yes, ma'am. Time is longer than twine. Yeah. Time is longer. That's true. That's true. And God's only given us so much, right? You know, we're, we're not even guaranteed of a tomorrow, so you need to make the most out of what you have today. 
So as, as, you, as you think about this, look at, let's look at the rest of those priorities. So after ministry, okay, look at this. The next one I put on there is what? Job. And uh, here's a good example. I hope you don't mind me using him. Brother Osvaldo has been asking me. He's got some people at work. And how many of you work with people of different faiths? Okay, a lot of you do. You know, you're, how many of you, as to your best knowledge, as far as you could tell, you're probably the only Christian on, at your workplace? Anybody? Not many, just a few. And, uh, and so here's the thing is, do you know that God gave you that job and God wants you to work that job to the best of your ability so that you can be a good reflection on the Lord, but God also has put you there so that you can be a witness to people you work with, right? Now, don't look, don't witness to people on your boss's time. That's robbing. You have break time, you have after work, you know, before work, things like that. So Brother Osvaldo's been telling me that he's got these, uh, is it more than one? One that's been really just hammering at him. And he, was, he, he said, Pastor, can you, can you help me? Can you? And so I put together some stuff and I gave it to him. And, and I told him, I said, here's the thing, Brother Osvaldo. I said, I didn't give that to you so that you have bullets to shoot at them. That's kind of what we would want to do, right, Brother Osvaldo? I know I've been that way when people are firing at me. But I told him, I said, here's, here's the goal. The goal is to win them to Christ. Because as, as Brother Osvaldo then takes some of that stuff and he now can understand a little bit more about who they are, what they believe, where they're coming from, then Brother Osvaldo can share the truth with them. And what did Jesus say about the truth? It'll set you free. See, that's what they need. They don't need, watch this, they don't need Osvaldo arguing with them. They need Osvaldo sharing the truth with them. How many of you have, have tried to share truth with your coworkers? I know Brother Roman talks to me all the time about people that he's, he's constantly trying to share the truth with. Hey, listen, don't be ashamed to be a Christian. You know, everybody else is spouting off who they are, what they believe. And I, I'm going to tell you something. You ought to, you ought to be uh, excited. It's a privilege to be a child of God. And, and so look at the priority there is ministry. And then your job we've been talking about. And then look at the next one, others. Do you notice what the last one I put on the list is? You. That, what does that tell you? In this entire list, the last one you see is you. Take care of other people. How did Jesus do ministry? Was it all about him? It was all about others, wasn't it? So, look, do you see that? Now, you could use that list there of biblical priorities. You might want to develop your own list. Brother Guy? So, you know, you're a Christian first. Brother Joe?
Oh, you're making reference to the last one being you? Yeah. I, I do agree with what you're saying. You, you, he's saying that, that even spiritually, we need all, our time alone with the Lord. And I think a lot of that comes earlier on with the God part, I think, you know, because like I usually try to take some time in the fall every year and just get alone with the Lord. Um, but I think that's true for every Christian, not just the pastor. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I know, I know, but but I do think it's it's good for for us. Now, some of you live on your own, and you you get all the time you want. Uh, but I know when you have many people in your house and you have a lot of things going on, it's hard sometimes uh, to do that. But it's it it is very important that you spend that just that alone time. And it's you know when you look at this, I mean, God should get more of our time and more of our energy than our job. Our spouse should get more uh, of our energy, our resources than others. It kind of makes sense when you look at it. Uh, here's a great example. Um, some of you guys have, I know Brother Tim has heard of Tom Landry. Anybody else heard the name? Okay. And uh, Brother Tim knows who he is. But, you know, thinking about priorities, okay, listen to what Landry, by the way, he was, he was a very successful coach for the Dallas Cowboys uh, many years ago. And so listen to what Landry said. Somebody asked him why he became so successful as a coach. And, you know, you, I, I thought, well, this ought to be interesting to see what Landry said. And here's what he says. He said, in 1958, I did something that everybody who wants to be successful must do. And here's what he did. I determined my priorities for my life were going to be God, family, and then football. I never knew that about him. You know, and, and honestly, I've been seeing quite a few quotes over the years from Tom Landry. But, you know, you think about that, that's really not the DNA of most football coaches and football players and athletes. You know, but, but here's the thing is, he put God first. Then he put his family. You know, I, I applaud a coach who's even successful that walks away from it because he wants to spend more time with his family. Tony Dungy, great coach, great coach. Battled cancer for a while, but tremendous. Christian, written a lot of great books, you know. And, and you think about these priorities. Here's, here's one that got me more recently because, listen, biblical priorities are the protective parameters to keep the most important things as the most important things. Having priorities are, are protectors, they're parameters for us. Um, you guys have heard, and in, in, uh, today's the 23rd, I think tomorrow is the supposedly the celebration for Kobe Bryant, right? Did I say the wrong date? Oh, so uh, they're having this big uh, service or whatever you want to call it for Kobe Bryant at the Staples Center. And, uh, and, and Kobe Bryant, you know the story, helicopter went down, all nine people on board perished in that. And there's been, it's for weeks now, it's been in the news. But one of the things that, I don't know much about Kobe Bryant, other than he, he was a great basketball player. But the one thing that got me was Kobe started flying to places in a helicopter. Does anybody know why? 
Traffic's a good one. Get close. There you go. Because he wanted more time. Anybody ever driven in L.A. traffic? <laughs> he wanted to spend more time with his family, and he didn't want to waste it driving from place to place. Now, not everybody can afford a helicopter. But that was a decision that he made. Why did he make that decision? Because it was a priority. He wanted to spend more time with his family, with his wife and children. You know, and I thought to myself, there's a man that has some priorities. And, and you know, when, when I think about this, every day that we don't give 100%, guess what? We're never going to be able to get that back. We need to change our priorities. And I'm not talking next week, next year. I'm saying that if your priorities are not what they ought to be, you should change them right now. You should say, you know, there's some things in my life. Watch this. I'm not saying they're bad, but there may be some things in your life that are crowding out or taking your time that you ought to spend with God, with your spouse, with your children, and so on. You'll have to make that determination. I'm not here to tell you what your priorities. Now, the Bible does tell us that God should be first and that your spouse, you should love your spouse and you should take care of your children. But beyond that, it's up for you to determine what the priorities are in your life. So notice number three, what are the three essential priorities? Well, here they are, God, family, and church. God, family, and church. These are essential. So look at this, letter A. What do we need to do about these essential priorities? God, family, and church. We need to understand them. Understand the priorities. Uh, Notice here that I put God... And then I put family, and then I put church. So notice I separated God from church. Because sometimes we make the mistake that our religious activity is equivalent to a close relationship with God. Do you get that? Well, God, I was at church. God says, well, where were you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know? So, so again, you cannot equate those. We need church. Don't, don't get me wrong. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We need church. God has, has created the institution, but let's not be guilty of being busy for God and not spending time at his feet. That's exactly what we see uh, Mary doing when Martha was upset that her sister was sitting at Jesus' feet, hearing his word. So when you think about these priorities, the three essential priorities, God, our family, and church. We need to make sure we understand them. Secondly, that we establish them. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by establishing these priorities? Well, Jesus said in John 14, 15, look at this, if ye love me, keep my commandments. When I look at those words, I just want to encourage you, like Jesus was doing when he said those words, to establish priorities. Don't go another week by devaluing God. Don't go another week by devaluing your spouse or your children. Make sure that they are priority-wise where they ought to be in your life. So you need to understand these essential priorities. You need to establish them, keep them, and then notice you need to protect them. You know, again, You can't blame everything on the devil, but, you know, the world is after our kids, is it not? I mean, every time you turn around, there's something out there. 
something bombarding the home. The lure and the pull there. And what we've got to do is determine to keep our priorities right. We need to hold on to them, to protect them. Satan is attacking and we have to work together to establish these priorities. But the minute you set out to please God in your home and the way you live your life, guess what's going to happen? The devil's going to fight. You know why? Because the devil doesn't have to fight when you're not living for God. He already has you. Not necessarily if you're saved, he can't have you. But what I'm saying is that, that you are falling right into his trap when you're not living for the Lord. But as soon as you make that determination, some of you might go out of here today, and hopefully you will, you'll discuss, or maybe if you're single, you'll be thinking about maybe, okay, what are the priorities of my life? And when you try to set those priorities in order and say, this is what I'm going to do, you know? I, I, I was thinking about Brother, Brother Pauly that was just here, and I was telling Brother Joe that he was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and Brother Joe said, man, he gets around. Well, since he was here, he's already been to Brooklyn, done a meeting there. Now he's in Gatlinburg, and he's moved on. He's at another church today. How do you do that? Because he has priorities in his life. But I'm going to tell you, if you ask Brother Pauly, every day the devil's fighting him. And that's what's going to happen when you have your, get your priorities in the way that God wants us to have them. But if we obey and submit to God, what's going to happen? God's going to bless. Look at these verses here. Psalm 19. And you, do you have those on your outline? Okay, look at these. Look at this. The law of the Lord is what? It's perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is what? It's sure. Making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are what? They're right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is what? It's pure. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is what? It's clean, enduring forever. The judgment, uh, judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And then look at these words. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them. Now, what's them? The scriptures, right? Now, notice the, the various ways. He, he mentions the law, the testimony, the statutes, the commandment, the fear, the judgments, all of it. It's all in God's word. And the Bible says here, more, are, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And look at this, and in keeping of them, that's the protection. He says, when you keep God's word, there is great what? There's great reward. So when you look at the Bible and you say, okay, I understand God's showing me in his word. God is a God of order. I need to have the right priorities in my home. My right priorities would be God, then my family, and then church. Notice here that as we understand those priorities, God is on our side and with God on our side, what does the Bible say? I can do all things. So as we think about it, you know, a lot of times people look at this, these priorities and say, well, you know, pastor, uh, that's not exactly how my life's been. That's not exactly the way my home is. This, if I do this, this sounds like it's going to be a, a lot of work. Can I tell you, it is. But with God's help, you can make the right priority structure in your home, and you'll be glad that you did. 
You know, I, I've known Christians over the years who don't have things w- the way they should be. And look, it's not my job to go up to them and tell them, hey, listen, your priorities are not right. Now, I've had a few times where the Lord led me to talk to somebody, but I did it in Christian love, trying to help them. But I'll tell you this morning, we should all just search our hearts, talk with our spouse. Here, here's a hard one. If you have children, even if they're grown children, and you haven't had the right priorities, look here, sit down with your children and say, you know what, I want to apologize. Say, apologize to my kids? If your priorities haven't been right, yes. Don't let pride get in the way. And just say to your children, you know what, we haven't been doing things the way God wants them to be done in our home. And I'm asking God to help me as the father or the mother, whatever it may be in your home, to establish the right priorities. And with God's help and your forgiveness, I want to move on from this day. How many of you know that just might change your home, right? And you know what will happen when you do that to your children? You will gain their respect. Because they, look, how many of you think your children know the real you? Right? Well, a lot of times we don't think, well, you know, they don't really know. They know. They know. And they know much younger than you think they know. So we've got to, we've got to establish this and, and, and be successful families. Well, how are you going to be successful? Have the right priorities. Everybody have a comment? Everybody has the right priorities? <laughs> we have to work at it. Miss Munoz, happy anniversary. Yeah, how many years? Did Brother Tim go pick her up? <laughs> 44. Well, happy anniversary. Let's wish them a happy anniversary. Brother Roman, you can give that to her. Happy anniversary to you, Miss Munoz. Well, listen, pray for Brother Flynn, and hopefully he'll, uh, he won't have to stay in the hospital. They'll figure out what's going on with him, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And so I appreciate, I know there's been a little bit of a change and uh, sometimes an adjustment. And uh, listen, it's a good thing when we don't have enough rooms and we have more people than we do rooms. And so as we move things around, let's, let's just be thankful for what we have and make the most of it. And uh, we'll keep working on that. Uh, my class next week, when you come in, what we're going to do is we're going to move farther back that way so that we'll, we'll try to create a little space. And I told Brother Flynn...